are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Download the Spotify Greenroom app and find one of our Locked On rooms. It is Friday, August 27th, 2021. This is the Locked On Mariners podcast, your home for daily Seattle Mariners news and analysis. If this is your first time stopping by, welcome to the show. I am your host, Tidane Gonzalez, reporter and editor at Seahawk Maven on SI.com. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Colby Patno. Together, we co-founded a Mariners blog called TrueToTheTrend.com, and we also host an hour-long Mariners podcast called Control the Zone twice a week on Patreon.com forward slash Control the Zone. So check us out there if you want to hear us talk more about the Mariners. We also get into some non-baseball stuff every now and then, mostly nerd talk like Marvel. Colby has some, let's say, incorrect takes about Tobey Maguire's iteration of Spider-Man. But that's a conversation for another time and hey, another show. On no, 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 no. You don't get to drop that in there knowing I can't. We're on a time crunch, Ty. No. My takes on Tobey Maguire are 100% accurate. Okay. He stinks. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh Sure, sure. Like I said, another conversation for another time on another show. But on today's episode of Locked on Mariners, I guess we have to talk about that incredibly frustrating game a little bit and um, why a roster reshuffle is absolutely key for this team with 34 games to go. They're now four games back of the wild card to help us cope though. We're going to daydream a little bit about the day the Mariners finally make the world series. I had some fun conversations on Twitter about that earlier this week. We're also going to talk development versus contention. What should the Mariners focus on with a little over a month left and quite a bit of ground to make up in the wild card race. But first, want to remind you to give this show a follow or subscribe to it wherever you prefer your podcast. We greatly appreciate it. I personally am having quite the day with technical issues, among other things. And my reward for that, if you want to call it that, is um, talking about last night's game. Hopefully, we don't have to linger on it too long because it sucked. But the Mariners drop an incredibly frustrating 6-4 to four loss. To the Royals at T-Mobile Park last night. Jumped out to a 4-0 lead early on. Yusei Kikuchi was mostly cruising. And then the sixth inning came and everything fell apart. The offense left like a billion opportunities out on the field. The lineup construction is a massive problem. And we'll get to that. But man, you know, I think the, the most disappointing thing for me in this one was Kikuchi. His pitch count was really low. He was really, you know, cruising for the most part, was giving up a good deal of hard contact, though, and, and he only generated seven swings and misses on the night, but, man, <laughs> you know, it, it looked like he might go the distance, and then, boom, game over. Kikuchi's night abruptly ends, and the Mariners can't dig themselves out of the hole that the offense and Kikuchi created. Colby, you know, we, we try to stay hashtag positive on this show, but it's it's hard to do that after a loss like this. So tell me, was there any positive that you took away from this game? Yeah, sure. Um, Jake Fraley, a couple knocks, including a home run. Uh, mm-hmm. Looks yeah. like he may be starting to turn a corner. You know, you'd like to see him do it for a couple more games before you uh, make that declaration. But it, it looks, you know, like maybe he's starting to, to figure some things out. Uh, Kelnick. Had a hit last night. Should have had another opposite field home run, if not for a very nice play by uh, Ben Attendee. So that was unfortunate. But mm-hmm. those two guys sw- swung the bat pretty well. Um, you know, Raleigh had a double. He, he still looks a little overmatched. I, 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 we'll, we'll talk about that later in the show. But um, 
mm-hmm. there were some positives. You know, Seattle put up four runs, which is pretty good for them. Uh, unfortunately, they probably left about ten runs on the on you know on the field. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's unfortunate, and it's it's obviously a bummer that that you say was just cruising, and then it just fell off, and then at that point, it's the one guy you don't want up with the bases loaded. Uh, and you, mm. uh, and you know, and he hits a, he hits a grand slam and you put yourself in that position where that, that hurts because you didn't take advantage of opportunities in the first or the fourth or again. And what was it? The seventh, whatever it was. Um, you had mm. plenty of opportunities to win that game and you just didn't. And you know, it's, it, it's frustrating. Sure. But I, to me, I'm more frustrated with, um, you know, the, the horrific at bats we saw from JP Crawford and Mitch Hanniger last night. Uh, yeah. like that's much more frustrating to me than say, because I, I didn't see a lot of this on Twitter, but you know that, that, that there's a portion of the fan base out there and maybe, maybe you are, are part of this. That was not you specifically Ty, but you, the listener were a part of this group that thought mm-hmm. service shouldn't have, have taken you say out or, or service, you know, you know what I mean? Like they're going to question that decision because that was the turning point mm-hmm. in the game. And the only thing right. I question about that is why go to Joe Smith? You need strikeouts, right? Yeah. You should have gone to Seawald. And the only, and you know, again, well, if you go to Seawald there, who closes out the game? Well, do you see how it doesn't matter who closes out the game when you lose? Yeah. You know, it, it, so you go to Seawald, use your best against their best. Now I get it, right? Seawald's sitting back. He's not even thinking about getting ready for another couple innings in the way Kikuchi was throwing. He might be thinking, I'm probably not going to pitch tonight anyway. So Smith mm-hmm. is a bet. He can get ready really quick. So I get why maybe Seawald wouldn't have been ready for that. Like to just physically, he couldn't get himself ready for that. But, you know, mm-hmm. as, as Scott, that's something you have to you have to consider. You have to always be thinking, okay, what happens if, if the wheels fall off here? And so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a little bit on Scott, but I, I do give him credit for going to the bullpen and not waiting to see if you say could figure it out. It just it didn't work, you know, and it, it, it's a bummer. But yeah, process over results always when you're when you're judging a manager and that process made a ton of sense. Yeah, I have no qualms whatsoever about him going to the bullpen there. You say lost it in the sixth yep. inning and um that it was going to get ugly really no matter what you just kind of had to shoot your shot there and and it probably should have been seawall but for the reasons that you mentioned you know maybe that was just not an option whatsoever so uh that is you know that's what it is and 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 uh, you just got to take it for what it is and and move on with that you know the the one good thing uh from the pitching side uh that uh that I saw the the one positive that I took from that Matt Andrees looked pretty good in his appearance couple strikeouts in his first inning as a mariner that was uh that was nice to see um but yeah let's talk about these these bats man because oh man that was incredibly frustrating to watch last night um you know another situation where they had first and third no outs cal raleigh hit hit a leadoff double um i believe uh luis torrens had an infield single Mm -hmm. was that what happened afterward yep and um yeah and then yeah you have jp crawford up to bat he can't get anything going. Mitch Haniger can't get anything going. Kyle Seeger can't get anything going. And you don't score any runs there. And Ty France doesn't get a single at bat. This is, again, this is the problem that we've been talking about on this show for the last couple of weeks. Ty France needs to be higher in the lineup. Ty France should not be hitting cleanup. 
He should not be hitting fourth in your lineup because that is exactly why. That's exactly what happens when you have him that far down the lineup. Had Ty France come up to the plate, I feel pretty good about him at least making contact to drive in that run from third on a sack fly. Feel pretty good mm-hmm. about that. Um, Hell, I mean, even a double play is is preferable to a strikeout because at least the double play, you get yeah. the run. Yeah. Uh, these at-bats from Mitch Hanniger specifically are becoming really pathetic, and it's incredibly frustrating um, because, again, and we've talked about this, he has not earned the role of a number two hitter. He's He just hasn't. Abraham Toro and Ty France have been consistently better than he has over the month of August. You know, it's this, you just, you you can't do this. You can't do this anymore. If you're, if you're legitimate about your contention for this wildcard spot, now you're four back and you could have won last night. You could have tied the A's in the standings and you didn't. And you left a ton of runs out there. And plus like this wasn't even the worst part about the night. Brad Keller threw just 11 strikes out of like 36 pitches in the first inning and they got one run. Mm-hmm. And a part of that was because of a bad base running decision by Mitch Hanniger. Yep. It's just, I, 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 I don't want to sound like I, I'm just straight up hating on, on Mitch Hanniger. I know that's probably what it's come off as uh, on, on the show for a while now for the last couple of weeks, because we continue to talk about it, but the guy is bad right now and he's hurting the team. He's hurting the team more than he's helping for the most part over the last month. Now, when I look at his whole year, he's been he's been fine, good. right? Yeah. He's really Solid. helped you. Yeah, he's been good. But this past month, he is not helping you whatsoever. He needs to go down in the lineup. Ty France needs to go up. Abraham Toro needs to go up. J.P. Crawford needs to go down as well as Hanniger. I mean, think about it. This, this might drip into the, the next conversation we're going to have anyways, so... Maybe we'll mm. call this a good old tease, but imagine if you take France and Toro, right, at four and five, and you just flip mm. them to one and two, you leave Seeger at three, and you have Hanniger at four and Crawford at five. I mean, Crawford at yeah. five is not ideal, but isn't that better than Crawford at one? I Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Jamie and, Crawford you know, doesn't deserve the most at-bats on this team. He doesn't. No. I'm sorry, but he, he doesn't. He, has he doesn't a, have the highest upside. Who has the highest upside in this lineup? Ty France. I mean, technically Kelnick, but you know, I know, I know what you're saying. Well, sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like right <laughs> now, like the right highest upside to create. The highest yeah, upside to create. It's France, no. it's France and Toro right now, and France is not ahead of Toro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. It, again, just to be fair to Mitch, because I know it sounds like, like I said, we we ridden Mitch pretty hard in terms of criticism the last month or so, rightfully so. Mm-hmm. But the dude, you know, he did in five at bats last night, he struck out once and the other four balls that, that he put in play were all hard hit. So, mm-hmm. I mean, he was, he was squaring them up last night. It just bad luck, but sure. still that one strikeout stands out, doesn't it? Well, and it's again, now another opportunity that he's failed in in the last month, you know, in a key moment that could change the game. He had a chance to beat the Rangers a couple of weeks ago with, with bases loaded and just one out. Couldn't come up there and couldn't do it again here. This is a problem. 
This is exactly this is again why you need to have Ty France higher in the lineup because Ty France right now is a better hitter than Mitch Haniger. Now, do I think that Mitch can bounce back? Absolutely, because Mitch is a proven major league hitter. But this year it's striking out he's striking out a ton, especially over the last month, and especially at those sliders down and away, or he's hitting home runs. He just can't do that anymore. That guy needs to be hitting four or five for you. He just yeah, I mean, he needs to be. This is this is just it's it's if you if you are serious, and we're gonna talk about this later on in the show, if you are serious about contending over the next 34 games and you think this is a real possibility that you're gonna be able to compete with the Red Sox here down the line, then you need to fix this. This can't go on anymore because it's not the it's not giving you the most upside to win baseball games right now. Mm-hmm. It's just not. So you know, I, I know I always say this, but, you know, the beautiful thing about baseball, though, is if you lose, you'll get a chance most days to bounce back the next day. And that will be the case for the Mariners tonight. So hopefully, you know, we'll see them get back on track. Next up, if the Mariners make the World Series one day, who could they play? But first, a word from Built Bar. Don't you hate it when you're out and about and hunger strikes, but the only convenient options are unhealthy and going to make you feel worse in the end? That doesn't have to be the case anymore if you choose Built Bar. Built Bar is providing folks with a healthy, nutritious, and delicious alternative for snacking. Built Bar has a plethora of delicious flavors ranging from coconut to cookies and cream, mint brownie, and so much more. Overwhelmed by the amount of good options, then try one of their mixed boxes, which gives you two bars per nine flavors. Each bar includes 17 to 18 grams of protein with calories ranging from the low, low numbers of 130 to 1. 80. They only have 4 to 5 grams of sugar and 4 to 5 grams of net carbs, and all the flavors are amazing, tasty, and most importantly, healthy. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your order. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off your order at built.com. Hey everyone, this is Ty Dan Gonzalez from the Lockdown Mariners podcast here to let you know our episode today is supported by Alaska Airlines. Do you ever get the sudden urge to hop on a plane and head somewhere like Dubai, London, or Tokyo? For me, I definitely have to go to Tokyo one day. I mean, the beautiful architecture, the lively, busy city, all the food, oh, all the food just sounds so good. And you guys know how much I love video games and anime. So being able to go to the anime district, plus all the video game themed stores and cafes, it is all just right up my alley. And of course, I have to catch a ball game at the Tokyo Dome. So now it is easier than ever to get there because Alaska Airlines has joined One World. One World is a global alliance that makes it easy for Alaska mileage plan members to earn and redeem miles worldwide. Go global with Alaska Airlines and One World. Learn more at alaskaair.com slash One World. This is Locked On Mariners. Let's try to get that energy up. Let's try to get the positivity up. And and what I want you, the listener, to do right now is imagine a day where the Mariners are in the World Series. I don't know if you picture yourself watching from the stands at home, at a bar, wherever you prefer to watch this team in its first World Series. But put yourself there. Now, what do you see? Do you see the Mariners winning, piling on top of each other and hoisting their trophy? I, I assume that's where most people's minds go to. But what about their opponent? Who are they playing? Or rather, in this instance, who did they just defeat? For me, whenever I've daydreamed about the Mariners in the World Series, I've thought about the Phillies. Well, really, any NL East team for the for the matter. You know, I don't know why, but that's usually where my mind goes, whether it's the Phillies, the Braves, even the Marlins. 
I asked on Twitter who fans picture and I got a lot of fun answers, actually. So we're going to go over those. But before so, Colby, I know you couldn't care less about this topic. (laughs) None of this at all is tangible. But for the sake of participation, I am going to ask you anyway. Who do you think the Mariners could see in the World Series one day? The Yankees. Good one. Totally original. Totally like I didn't, you know, get that answer like 10 times in my tweet. Sorry, it's it's a yeah, ridiculous I got, question. I got, yeah, I got the uh, like, I got an Astros one as well. I got like, you know, <laughs> let's relegate the Astros back to the National League and, you know, blah 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 blah. I mean, the DH is coming, so at this point like ALNL doesn't really matter. And eventually expansions sure. coming, so we're probably going to get new divisions anyway, so it might be possible. Now, is that going to happen before the Mariners win a World Series, the expansion? Uh, no. I, I doubt unless it happens this winter with the CBA, which I highly doubt, but um, yeah, you know, it's, it's for me, like, I don't know. San Francisco just seems like a good, like, mm-hmm. like just a good match. Seattle versus San Francisco. They're relatively close to each other, but they're not rivals like at all. Mm-hmm. Um, Mariner fans don't think about the giants at all. The giant fans don't think about the Mariners at all. Um, but you know, they're, they're two, <laughs> organizations that play in pitchers parks that you know one is been around forever the other one has been around for a good chunk of time one has won a lot the other one has won nothing mm-hmm. this just seems like a natural like series like a west coast series i always think of um yeah so yeah the giants kind of you know when i was thinking about it last night i was like yeah you know i, I think it probably be the giants no idea if that's going to line up ever but uh Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I always think of a West Coast team, but uh, I, I did pitch the scenario to you yesterday that Seattle goes to New York and, and beats the Mets in a very yeah. specific way. So that would be cool, too. Yep. Yeah. Jared Kelnick hitting a home run. Chris Flexen going eight like with one earned run or uh, Paul Seawall closing the door. All that Mets revenge game. And then the, uh, and then the Mariners hitting the home run off a, of Diaz, uh, by the way. Right. That's right. the important and the, part. Uh, and the Mariners erecting a uh, Brody Van Wagenen uh, statue in front of T-Mobile Park. <laughs> so shall it be spoken, so shall it be done. So uh, I actually tallied the answers that I got. Ooh, so, um, yeah. <laughs> so uh, the Dodgers led the answers. And that's probably the safe bet, especially if you're thinking the Mariners are going to make the World Series in the next couple of years. Um which eh, we'll see. Uh, but um, yeah, Dodgers got 13 um, votes. Uh, the Padres came in second with 12 and then uh, got a lot of brewers as well because of the, you know, the pilots connection, yeah, of course. I like that one. Yes. Yeah. So a lot of, a lot of folks were into the, uh, were into the brewers, got some braves. Uh, let's see here. I got nine braves. Um, you mentioned the, the the Giants. Sorry, as I said, am I the only one who said Giants? <laughs> no, there's eight Giants, uh, oh, okay. seven Mets. Right. Um, got a got a couple Pirates actually. Really? Yeah, got two Pirates, one right. Nationals, okay. um, four Marlins. Uh, which th- honestly, that's a pretty cool one because the Marlins are Marlins young. Mariners. They have. Yeah, the the Marlins are young. They have a, a really strong farm system. 
Uh, Kim Ming is probably going to be able to turn that thing around. And uh, that rotation looks stacked for the future. So um, that one's kind of realistic if both the Mariners and the Marlins pop uh, in the next couple of years, uh, like people are expecting. So um, Reds were another one. Cardinals got five Cardinals. Um, so, yeah, a lot of folks here. I'm going to I'm going to go into uh, some of these tweets that I got, though. Um, pay Dwayne Brown. I like that one. That's the guy's name on here, by the way. Oh, and okay. I do agree with that sentiment, by the way. Pay Dwayne Brown um, at Sports C. Uh, that's S-P-O-R-T-Z-S-E-A. Uh, dream scenario is Mariners versus Brewers. Mariners get to be the team that holds their old franchise off from getting their first World Series. I like that. I think that's pretty cool. That would be a fun storyline. Plus, both of those teams uh, are fun. You know, the Brewers are a really fun team. Um, what do you think about the Brewers and the Mariners in a World Series one day? Maybe like even in a couple of years with how yeah, those teams would, are kind of stacked up right now. That would be fun. Um, yeah. Corbin Burns. Christian Yelich. I don't I don't harbor much resentment towards the Brewers because I wasn't even alive when the pilots yeah, were. I don't I don't either. I don't so, I don't get I mean, why like, a lot of people are uh I don't get why a lot of people are on the pilots thing because I think most of these people from the looks of it, from the look of their pictures, look pretty young. Like they weren't around when the pilots left Seattle. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't get that. Like I, I don't know, whatever. And if you are like old enough to remember that, then fine, we're sent away. Just like I'm always going to resent the Oklahoma City Thunder, even though I don't watch basketball. But <laughs> yeah, like if you're not, then why do you care? Like I, I don't, mm-hmm. well, whatever. I like the Brewers. And, you know, back in our old fan sided days, we uh, we had an alliance, quote unquote, with the uh, review mm-hmm. the brew, reviewing the brew, whatever it was called, yep. the, the, the fan sided account. And, yeah, we had a good yep. back and forth going on Twitter, so uh, that would be fun. <laughs> I, uh, I I uh, I enjoy those those guys. I don't know if they're still there or not, but uh, yeah, I always had fun with the the folks that were viewing the brew. And you know, if Kelnick's still around, he gets to play you know for a World Series in his home state. Uh, yeah, you know, against his Scott his, Service yep, goes to yep. Wisconsin. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's why they get along so well. They're both Wisconsin boys, but. Yeah. Ah, yes. <laughs> oh my! I I just I just fixed it, dude. Ready? Letter Kenny okay. with Scott Service and Jared Kelnick. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Done. Um, Charles John uh, Fontias uh, at Guitar Charlie Seventeen, like that name. Uh, he says Padres hashtag natural rivals or so they say. I still don't get the whole Padres Mariners rivalry, quote it's unquote, the veteran cup. It's yeah. yeah, it's not. It it's just the Mariners don't, don't have a stop rival. making that happen. The Mariners yeah, don't have well, it's hard to get a rival when you're not good. Well, and you're like and you're isolated, like you're so far away because like like Duke, right. North Carolina, Boston, New York. I mean, those are like closeness plays a role there but mm. then of course you know there there's la versus boston like the lakers versus the celtics well yeah both yeah. of those teams were great for a decade straight so yeah. seattle Seahawks hasn't been versus great 49ers versus, yeah i mean again that's division rivals and there's some bad blood there between you know carol and harbaugh at the time but yeah i mean yeah. And even that one that one's lost a lot of its luster uh since mm. the departure of harbaugh so 
yeah, you know, the, 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 the Mariners don't have beef with anybody. They don't get in fights. Um, you know, they, they I don't. I wish they would. I mean, <laughs> just one would be nice. But, yeah, um, yeah you know. Trade for they, Mayor Garrett, man. Guaranteed they, brawl. <laughs> right. And, you know, they're just, they, they don't have, like, a lot of instigators or anything like that. So it's really tough to create one. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, the Mariners don't, don't have a rival. They don't. And like I said, it's because they haven't been good long enough to, to create one. I know there was a little rivalry between the Mariners and the Yankees, but I mean, the Yankees are everybody's rival, so that doesn't really count. Yeah. So yeah, yeah you know, I'm trying to make it the angels, but the angels just suck so bad that I can never get it to a point where it, the two teams <laughs> are like dueling. And that's the thing, right? Both teams have to be good for it to be a rivalry. Yeah. Yeah. And it just, yeah, Seattle's it can't, only it can't be a one sided thing. Seattle's been good for what, like eight years of their 45 year history, like legitimately good for eight, nine years. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Seattle doesn't have a rival. So I, I guess they're trying to drum one up, but it just, it doesn't exist. Uh, last one here. Marine Sisto at Sisto Marine on Twitter. Uh, it's actually something I've thought about a lot. Uh, she picks the Dodgers. Uh, I wouldn't lose either way and could cheer for both Seeger brothers joyfully. Well, <laughs> you better hope that that World Series happens this year because Kyle mm-hmm. Seeger's probably no longer going to be in Seattle <laughs> um, after after this season. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll have to mm-hmm. see. But overall, I, I really enjoyed uh, quite a few of these answers. I know it's something that a lot of people probably probably think about, you know, just picturing one day, you know, what if this team finally finally makes a world series like what what would that look like what, what would that be made up of um but uh, yeah for some reason i i just can't get the image of of the phillies and the mariners together out of my head maybe it's because i i equate the mariners to the rays in ways because i equate things like by color a lot you know and so mariners kind of have a similar s- scheme to the rays and the rays play the phillies in the world series once so maybe that's Ty. why i don't know stop talking I Why? gave this segment. <laughs> I gave this segment eight minutes. That's all you're getting from me. <laughs> I wasn't asking you to talk any more about it, uh, and, we're, and that's going to be the end. <laughs> that's going to be the end of this. So coming up on the home stretch, we are going to be talking contention versus development. What should the Mariners prioritize in the final stages of the 2021 season? But first, let's talk about Bet Online. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the season. And as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half million dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest open now at Bet Online. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus and be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL100. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. So don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sports book experts. The Mariners are in a weird spot right now. They're the second team out of a wild card spot in the American League, but being down four games with 34 games to go is no small thing to overcome in that short amount of time. So the question is, should the Mariners prioritize doing whatever they can to win, or is this final month or so about development for their young players? Because to contend, 
you shouldn't be giving Cal Raleigh as many at-bats as you are. You shouldn't, you know, construct the lineup the way it is as a whole, as we talked about earlier. But, you know, this is a very fine line the Mariners are walking here, and the situation itself is very much fluid. You know, things can change as the days go by. So, Colby, at at this stage in the game, uh, if you're Scott Service and the Mariners, what are you focusing on the rest of the way? Uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's about winning right now. It's about going for this right now. So, um, for me, if I'm Scott service, it's, I'm pushing my chips in because this team has earned Mm -hmm. that, right? It's, yeah, they played pretty good ball recently last night, notwithstanding, you know, they've, they've weathered countless storms, either injury or, or, you know, a moron team president or COVID scares, all that stuff. They've weathered mm-hmm. all of it. Uh, personal struggles, mm-hmm. you know, professional struggle. All of it has been weathered. And they sit here four games back with just two teams to pass. Um, both of them, by the way, you play. You play Oakland seven more times. You play Boston three more times. So it's not like you can't make up ground quickly on these teams. You're, you're going mm-hmm. to have that opportunity. So for me, it, it's mm-hmm. all about it's all about now. So um, mm-hmm. what does that mean? It means JP can have fewer at bats because he hasn't earned them. It means that Cal Raleigh, yeah. you're going to have to sit on the bench against some righties because Tom Murphy just gives us a better chance, even against right-handed pitching. It also means, Hey, you know what? We're, we might have to sacrifice some defense here. We're going to go with Luis trends that catcher to get that bat in there. You know, it's about taking those chances and really pushing your chips in. And you know, that doesn't mean you're not going to give Raleigh any playing time. That doesn't mean, you know, that you're not playing, you know, Jared Kelnick. Uh, of course you are. Uh, but, yeah, mm. I mean, it, it means not – it means having a short lease with with Logan Gilbert today. If Gilbert gets through yeah. three and he's only given up one run, but he's walked three guys and, and he's spiking sliders left and right, take him out. I mean, you, mm. you, the leash is, has got to be super short right now. It means not trying to force Justice Sheffield into games to get him innings. Uh, you know, it, it means, you know, Hey, you know, if Kyle Lewis has to, has to play right field instead of DH, then he's, he's got to do that. So you have to push, you have to push as, as much as you can in on winning this season. And that means making lineup change, taking at bats away from guy, from a guy like Mitch Hanniger, maybe Kyle Seeger, definitely, uh, JP Crawford. It means, you know, sticking to, it means being really, you know, forceful with your platoons and matchup plays and, mm. and not saying, Oh, well this guy needs a day. So I, I even though it's an advantageous matchup, I, I can't get, I, I have to take him out of the lineup today. No, you don't take him out tomorrow. The most important game for the Mariners is the one that's being played today. And then tomorrow yeah. it'll be the game that's being played tomorrow. You can't think about 2022 right now. There's going to come a point mm-hmm. where if Seattle gets eliminated, fine. If Seattle goes into the last two weeks and they're, six back with like 15 to play. Okay. It's time to Cal Raleigh should get most of the at bats from catcher. Mm-hmm. You know, you could yeah. put the order however you want to fine. But right now it's all about, it should be all about maximizing your, uh, your chances to win on a nightly basis. And that means lineup changes. That mm-hmm. means, you know, calling up certain guys. It means sending down certain guys. It means changing how you, manage your bullpen and all that stuff. So yeah, you, you owe it to this team to go all in for the next couple of weeks and, uh, and see where you are in, in mid September. 
Yeah, for me, the biggest uh, part of this is Logan Gilbert. Because Gilbert, the last few starts, has been bad, and it's getting to the point now where it's pretty much where you were with the bullpen days. It feels like you're almost punting that game with every start you're giving to Logan Gilbert right now, and hopefully he can turn it around. But I don't know. He's getting close to that innings cap, potentially. It seems like there's some fatigue coming into play. He doesn't have any confidence in anything other than his fastball, really. I just, you know, at a certain point, would you be better off starting Matt Andrees? In these games, you know, or, or going a bullpen day, whatever it may be, I, I mean, you you're gonna have to start having those conversations because if you're serious about winning, you cannot be, you know, throwing, you know, games out of out of the window. You just can't do that. Can't afford to do that at this stage, you know, because you're gonna have to have a run here where you're gonna have to win like four in a row, five in a row to really make this thing serious because you got to pick up ground and you're not going to be able to make up all of that just against the Red Sox, right? You're four back right now. You only play three games against them. So that series alone right right now as things currently stand and obviously things are going to change, but that series alone right now isn't going to get you ahead of the Red Sox. So no, and you need to be to able to rattle off. This, you'd, you'd have to, you sweep. need to be able to rattle off a bunch of wins. Mm-hmm. You'd have to sweep Boston for it to make even that big of a difference. If you're four back in that mm. Red Sox series and you win two or three, you p- or yeah, you pick up one game. That's not doing any damage. Yeah. So yeah, you you have to start closing that gap now, um, so that when you get to Boston, and you're you know and you win two or three, it's a meaningful pickup. Because if you're four mm-hmm. or five back, or whatever, and you you take two or three from Boston, you net you netted one win. That's not good enough. So right. yeah, these games right now they matter. And so it's time to it's it's time to go for it. Yeah, absolutely. I just uh, you 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 cannot let these games fall by the wayside. Um, and these and these players absolutely deserve the chance to compete for this. Mm-hmm. They've they've completely earned it. Like you said earlier, they've done everything. They've gone through everything possible that you could go through as as a baseball team, and they've come through it better than ever. Mm-hmm. Right and. Um, you know, they, they've come through all this adversity and all these crazy things that have happened this season. It's just been one thing after another, after another, after another, and they've been able to survive all of it and be able to compete with a roster that at the beginning of the season you looked at and you thought could be one of the worst baseball teams in the league. Um, and they're not, they're, they're one of the top seven teams in the American league right now. And for good reason, and they absolutely deserve the chance and the support from their manager, from their from their organization, to you know give this everything that they have. And right now, with the way that the lineup is constructed, with the over reliance on on Logan Gilbert, with you know Cal Raleigh getting as many at bats as he's getting, you're not really doing that. You're not really giving them that support that they really need right now. So, you know, that's going to do it for today's show, though. Uh, thank you for joining us for another week of Lockdown Mariners. We'll be back on Monday. Uh, for Colby Patnode, I'm Ty Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez. That's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z. And Colby at CPAT11. That's C-P-A-T-1-1. Have yourself a beautiful baseball day, and we'll see you on Monday. 
Betting on Major League Baseball doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts.